Welcome, listeners, to another Transformation Church Sermon Podcast. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. Come on, good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all doing good today? Come on, why don't you give Jesus your best for a second? Why don't you give him your praise? Let's press into a praise. God, we press into praise this morning. But you inhabit our praises. We thank you for everybody online right now. Lord, we just press into praise this morning. With everything you want to do in this place, everything you want to do for people watching online right now, God, we press in. We know there's an upward call. Lord, there's a call on our life. Lord, there's not a call to stay down. There's a call to lift us up. God, I pray this morning that you would lift our heads. Your word says you're the lifter of our heads. Lord, your word says that we look to the hills from where our strength comes. Our strength comes from the Lord. Lord, our eyes are lifted up, Lord. Lift our eyes up today to see you. Change our perspective. Change our outlook, Lord. Change someone's life today. That's my prayer, God. We thank you for being in this place. We give you glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Come on, give him one more shout of praise. I believe he's going to lift your head up this morning. And then look at somebody sitting next to you and say, come on, you look good too. Lift up your eyes. It is a good day to be in the house of God. It is connect group rally. Somebody, did y'all all pass the big tent coming in the coming in church? Did y'all pass all the guys in the bubbles? Was there a, I know I had some bubble guys somewhere, I think, uh, out there. Did y'all see them? Was there anybody in a bubble out there? Nobody, nobody in the bubble? Okay, no one told me that there's nobody in. Wait, we got two bubble people right there. Hey, come on. Where's my bubble guys? Come on, bubble boys. I got two bubble boys right here. Come on up. Help me out. Help me out. Come on, give our bubble boys a hand real quick. Yes. What is up? How long y'all been stuck in your bubbles? All the way through worship. All morning. All morning long. Two two people stuck in their bubble. Can y'all just, man, can you listen? Look how good y'all look good in your bubble, man. Y'all are good looking bubble boys. He's like, what's up? Why don't y'all try to give, give, give each other a little bit of love? Give a little hug or something real quick. Yep, nope, uh-uh, barely, barely hanging on. That's a little bubble love. Listen, 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 listen. Today, we have Connect Group Rally, and our prayer is that we would not be a bubble boy church. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are stuck in your bubbles, and you will not get out of it. And so we need help getting out. These guys, you could, did you get in those bubbles by yourself? You, you barely, barely. You ain't going to get out by yourself. So listen, we need each other. Give, give them a hand real quick. Thank y'all for coming up and helping us. They are some good-looking bubble boys. Y'all can grab your seat. Or you, if you can't, look, they probably can't sit down. They can't give any love. There's a lot of things they can't do because they're in these bubbles. They, need, they can't see the stairs. Come on. We needed some mushrooms. You about died on the stairs. When you're, when you're stuck in a bubble, man, it is deadly. Come on, there, there is some things in your life that you just cannot do. And my prayer to, for, for us today, for myself, is just that we would be a church that wouldn't get stuck in our bubble. It's easy in society today to be in a bubble. It's so easy. We have everything at the touch of our fingers. We can sit at home on Netflix. We can, sit, we can isolate and seclude. And, and the reality is we've got to get out of our bubble. So I'm going to preach a story today about a, a guy that has some people in his life that really were so critical to him uh, getting all that God had. And we really believe today being connected rally, it's not just something we do. I really believe it'll change your life. Uh, I'm in one and, and um, we, we have a lot of different great groups out there. And I promise you, uh, if you get connected, I really believe that freedom is found in connection. Uh, that a lot of times we, we're forgiven and uh, that's awesome. That has to do with Jesus dying, but we don't walk in freedom because we have no connection with people. And forgiven and freedom are diff- two different things. And so I believe that as we walk into relationships, we'll walk into freedom. This is what it says in Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 12. And again, he entered Capernaum and after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Come on. Isn't it good to hear that Jesus is in the house? 
Come on, that's what this is. If Jesus isn't here, then we're here for nothing, guys. Come on. That's why we're here. And so it was, it was heard that he was in the house. And immediately, many gathered together. That's what church is about, gathering together for Jesus, not for anything else. Many gathered together. So there was no room long, there was no long, no longer any room to receive them, not even near the door. It's packed house. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. He's got four friends. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, when the friends had broken through, they let down the man on which the, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Verse five, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts, sitting there thinking to themselves. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, come on, he knows what you're thinking right now. He said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed and went out in the presence of all of them. And they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we have never seen anything like this before. In Jesus' name. Come on, my title today is very simple, Rooftop Relationships, Rooftop Relationships. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for your word. Heal us today. Set us free today. Get us out of our bubble today. Give us some friendships, some relationships. I know we've got a lot of different relationships and acquaintances and work relationships. Give us some godly relationships. Give us some people that are on your team to rally around us today in a, in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Rooftop Relationships. My uh, my 17-year-old son, I got three kids. They're all, uh, two of them have jobs now. Come on, somebody. Woo! I got first, my, my second son got his first job uh, at a golf course, and now he's switching to Chick-fil-A. He's getting that Christian chicken. I'm hoping for that Christian chicken discount. And, uh, and so my oldest, uh, 17, he works at a pizza place. He's been grinding at a pizza place for, I don't know, it's been a couple months now. And he comes, he'll, he'll work till 11 at night, comes home, his pants are just soaking wet from here all the way down. I'm like, what, what happened? He's like, I was doing dishes, dad, just did dishes all night. And so, I mean, he's making some money. He's got a little car payment and he, we're te- you know, responsibility. He's a hard worker and uh, had the job for several months. And, you know, it's, it's not, he doesn't really go stepping stone. We're not stepping stone people. We're like, work hard there and, you know, and, and serve that job. And then, you know, see what, see what God might have for you, but give all you're all while you're there. And so he's, he's giving it everything he's got. And, uh, he comes home a couple days ago and he's like, I think I get, I think I'm getting fired. I'm like, uh, like we don't get fired. That's not what we, you know, what do you mean? You're getting fired. What, what happened? He's like, well, uh, um, me and, uh, we, we might've, we might've, I might've gone on the roof. I was like, what you did? You did. You, you did. He's like, well, I was off, and, 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 and you know, my buddy, I was like, did you go by yourself? Was it your idea? He's like, no. He's like, we might have gone on the roof. Like, my buddy, you know, we went up, and we were coming down from the roof, and like, like the manager, and she's a, she's a bad manager, and she saw us, and she said, we're going to have to tell the other manager, so I might have lost my job. And I like started getting fired up. I'm like, you went on, like you went on, like you what? And then I'm like, like in the back of my mind, like I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, he went on the roof. I mean, like, 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 who doesn't have roof? Those rooftop friends. Like, come on, let's go on the roof. Come on, anybody. Like, I remember when I was younger. It's like, you know, I mean, the roof was like, like, there's something scary about it, something frightening about it, something freeing about it, something. There's just make you something, some perspective. It's like a different living about going on the roof. Come on. 
I think, I think we need to keep a little bit of that young spirit. Like, like he didn't get fired, thank God. And I was like, don't do that. But like in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, that's kind of cool. The good goal on the, the roof is cool. I mean, come on, we got rooftop gyms, rooftop restaurants, rooftop workouts, rooftop. We got all types of rooftop stuff. It's just, there's something about rooftops, right? This whole story is about some rooftop relationships. This whole story is about four guys that keep this rooftop spirit, this crazy relationship, rooftop friendships that change this man's life, like have this dare, this risk, this decision to get up on the roof and do something for this paralyzed guy. Come on, we all need some rooftop relationships, somebody, because life hits hard and we can get paralyzed. And there can be moments where we need people that have some energy and some excitement. So come on, let's go on the roof. We're gonna go on the roof for each other. We're gonna climb. We're gonna do some stuff that, that no one else would do to see some breakthrough in our life. And there's these rooftop relationships that this guy has. And I think that life hits me and hard sometimes, hits you hard sometimes. Look, if you look at the story, he's a paralytic and he has four buddies. And it's a picture of these guys' practical faith. The word paralytic there actually literally means palsy. And, and if, you, if you break the word down, it means para and ludicus. It's where we get the word paralytic, para and ludicus. It means, it means listen, it means unloosed on one side. So literally one side of his brain is loose and not working. So his body's not responding. Many people believe that this word actually means not just paralyzed from birth, but like a degenerative disease that slowly deteriorated his body until it couldn't move anymore. So, so it's been progressive in his life and there's things deteriorating and his buddies know how urgent it is to get him to, to, to healing to Jesus because he's deteriorating to the point of death. If we're gonna be honest, many of us have things that have come unloosed in our minds or unloosed in our life that begin to deteriorate our hope, our faith, our dreams, our belief systems. Come on, many of us, at times, if we're gonna be honest in here, many times we can feel paralyzed. We can feel paralyzed in our belief system while my parents preached one thing but lived a different, different, what do I believe? While they said this but did something different, what do I believe? While I prayed and they still died, what, what do I believe? While, while we moved here and everything was working out, but then, then we lost our jobs, I feel paralyzed. I don't know about you, but there's moments in life that we need some rooftop relationships to help us get to the feet of Jesus. These guys dug down, they dug through until they got to the feet of Jesus. That's what that tent out there is about. That's what connect groups are about. That's what relationships and connect groups are about. Some rooftop relationships that'll risk everything and dig down deep. The Bible says that when the friends had broken through, many of you are trying to get breakthrough on your own and you'll never get breakthrough until you have some connections and relationships to God's people. There's some things that we just can't break through on our own. There's some things I can't dig through on my own. There's some things I need some people around me to help me dig through and break through to get me to the feet of Jesus. So I'm just gonna give you three simple thoughts of what rooftop relationships do, what some rooftop friendships do in your life. Very simple. Somebody say rooftop friends. Come on, anybody, come on, does anybody have those rooftop friends right now? Like, hey, you wanna go on the roof? Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like there's just something about them. They're with you, thick and thin. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you get in trouble, you want them with you. You know what I'm saying? Rooftop friends. Number one, rooftop friends, encourage in a world of critics. Y'all with me today? They encourage, and y'all know we're a talk back church, right? All right, come on. Y'all help me out this morning. They encourage in a, in a world of critics. We have, a whole, we have a whole world full of critics. 
Here, here's these guys that are encouraging this brother. I mean, there's, there's a world of critics. There's jobs to critique. There's food critics. There's movie critics. There's Rotten Tomato critics. I was so confused by the Rotten Tomato uh, deal on, on when, you, when you go to rent a movie. It's called Rotten Tomatoes. So you can have 98% that's positive for the movie, but it's called Rotten Tomatoes. So when I first started looking up movies, I was like, I was like 90, that's 98% rotten. I said, like, that's a bad movie. Like, no, no, no. That's a good movie. It's 98% good, a good critique. It's like, even though it's a, even though it's a negative name, it was a positive movie. This, we have so much critique. The Bible says that the Pharisees were sitting there thinking to themselves, Sitting there thinking to themselves, sitting there thinking to themselves. Come on, if you're sitting here thinking about worship, you ain't worshiping. If you're, if you, here's, the, here's, here's the scary thing. Spectators become speculators. And so, so as Christians, so often we spectate and we don't get connected and we don't get into relationships and we begin to speculate about people's lives, about their issues, about their sins, about their mats, about, their, about what they're going through. And like, look at them. I mean, look how they are. Look what, the, what, what they did. I mean, look at their life. I mean, at least I'm not. And we end up being like Pharisees if we're just spectating all the time. Sitting there thinking to ourselves instead of, you know what, I'm going to be a friend. I'm going to be an encouragement. This guy's on a mat. His whole world is a three by six world in, in ancient times. There's a stigma around him. If you were paralyzed, your world was over. Like you couldn't do anything for yourself. Everyone looked at him uh, as, as kind of like you messed up and you sinned and religion had already counted him out. The Pharisees, you, they didn't want anything to do with paralytics. The people that were supposed to encourage didn't want anything to do with this sick man. And the reality is here's these four friends that decide to go to the mat for him. They show up at his house to encourage him. And here's what you have to know. This is so important. The very thing that separated this man from humanity is the very thing that caused his friends to rally around him. The very thing that was a stigma and an issue in his life, the very thing he thought would separate everyone from him is the thing that made these buddies of his say, you know what, we got your back, we're around you. Some things you're hiding and God wants to draw people around you and you think, oh, this stigma or this issue or I can't get connected, they'll know about my marriage, I can't get connected, they'll know about my problem, I can't get connected, I don't wanna go to that tent and sign my name up because they'll end up knowing a little bit about my life. The reality is those things are what draw people together and around each other. That's what the church is about, that we would reach out to people that can't climb and can't dig through the roof. And we would be encouragers in the midst of problems and pains. And we would get people to the feet of Jesus when they can't get to the feet of Jesus. It's the very opposite. You think, man, what are they thinking about me? If they knew this about me, what would they think? Here's what, here's what you need to do. Look at your neighbor right now and say this. It's worse than you think. <laughs> It's worse than you think. And, we're, and we're, we're covering everything up. And you, you, you can't heal what you're hiding. God can't heal what you're hiding. And I just think it's important that we would know that, that, that God, write this down, God knows the worst about you and still believes the best about you. And I, and I think church too long, we've had Halloween church and mask church and, and we don't wanna be real and we don't wanna share and be, man, you need, I don't mean tell everybody everything. I mean, have some people though, have some rooftop relationships, have some rooftop friends, have some people that you can slowly get real with and honest with. These four guys here, they, they rally around this dude with encouragement. Can you imagine they show up at his house? Come on, we're going for a walk. <laughs> dude, I can't walk. 
It don't matter. We're going to we're going, no, 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 no. We're going to carry you. I'm not going anywhere. No, no, no. We're going, Jesus is in town. He's been at this church, and we're going to take you there, and we'll get you to his presence. No, I'm not going anywhere. Everybody's going to stare at me. You know what everybody thinks about me? We don't care what everybody thinks about you. We're your buddies. We're going to rally around you. You're going to drop me. I'm not going to drop you. Wait, I don't want to go. And they pick him up. Come on, aren't there times in your life you don't want to go? And sometimes I'm like a, I'm, I'm, some, I'm a social guy, but sometimes I'm out of social, social ability. And, and my wife will have to make me be social, you know? And then I always love it after. I'm like, I'm, I don't like it at first. And then I'm like, thank you for making me. I think there's times that we need friends that would encourage us. You know what? I don't care what anybody says about you. I don't care what anybody thinks about you. We're going to go to the mat for you. We're going to pick you up. We're going to help you get to that house. We're going to help you get into church. We're going to help you get into and do a new job. We're going to believe with you for whatever the next thing in your life you need is. Uh, rooftop friends, I'm going to carry you when you can't walk. I'm going to encourage you when everyone else is discouraging you. I think rooftop friends bring encouragement when there's a world that's critiquing us. I, I need it in my life. I think you need it in your life. I'll carry you in the meantime. I know uh, I was going through one of the hardest times of my life, and I wanted to quit on my calling in a certain way. And I had a buddy, we were playing golf, and I was running through all my plan A and my plan B and my plan C. And he looked at me, he's like, dude, you're going to let the devil win. He looked at me right in the eye and said, you are about to let the devil win. And, and, he, and, and I looked at him and I was like, with tears in my eyes, I was like, I, he's like, I'm not. He actually, I didn't care. He actually looked at me and says, I will not let you let the devil win. And so he picked me up and carried me on my mat in the meantime until I got strong enough to be who God wanted me to be in that moment. Y'all with me today? And I think we need encouragers. We need some rooftop friends to encourage us in a world of critiquers. Uh, second thing, rooftop friends will persevere in a world of problems. They'll persevere in a world of problems. I mean, think about this. These guys show up with their buddy. They got him on a mat. They've hiked through the town in the heat of the Middle East. They've gotten to this front door. There's no room. They knock. It's too full. They can't get in. It had been so easy for them to go home. We'll find another church. It's too crowded. We'll find it. We'll, we'll come back next week to church. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out another time. We'll figure out Jesus in another town. We'll, we'll just come on. It's not convenient today. It's not easy. I'm talking about some friends that won't quit on you. That it's, I know it's not easy. Uh, it's not, and they say, you know what? Well, we're, we're not going to go home. We're actually, you know, we're going to dig through the roof. We'll go to the roof and dig through it. Like what? Time out. You're going to do what? Hey, let's go to the roof. Have you seen what it looks like from the roof? Some rooftop relationships that'll risk it, that'll, that'll persevere when there's, when there's problems. It would have been so easy to say, you know what, it's not today. They have this insane idea. We're gonna go up. We're gonna go around what's easy. We're gonna go around what's safe. We're gonna go around what's normal. I, I, got, some, I got some friends that, that they have a connect group down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and one of the connect group it was a men's group. One of the guys was uh, alcoholic at the time, couldn't get sober. He'd go for about two months and, 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 and not drink, and then go for a little bender and, then, and not show up with his family till like two, three in the morning. And, and his connect group buddies decided one night, he said, you know what? Uh, the wife, his wife called him and said, hey, he's out. And they're like, you know what? Come on, guys, let's rally. They went and they got lawn chairs and got on his front porch. And, and, and they stayed there till about four in the morning till he showed up, just showed up hammered. He's like, we love you. Embraced him. We're going to church Sunday. 
I just think there's, there's some things that aren't conventional sometimes that we would persevere for each other and decide to dig through. The story, literally, theologians, when it says they dug through the roof, we, don't, we read the Bible too fast. The, the roof was about six inches thick. I mean, this thing, it had beams that were about three to four feet apart that laid across the exterior walls. And then in between those beams were, were actually branches and then mud and then clay and then thatch. And all that was like kind of made into this hard composite on top. And then they put the tile on top of that. So when we hear the story about these guys digging through the roof. It wasn't like they just went upstairs and opened up a hatch and let the dude down. They started digging through six inches of concrete to get to the feet of Jesus. We need some people that are willing to dig through some of the issues and the concrete and the, and the pain and would be willing to persevere and dig to break through. The Bible says that, that, that those friends dug to break through, not the guy himself. He couldn't. I know I need friends in my life that'll persevere with me and help me dig through when I can't dig. You can write this down. Perseverance in the midst of problems gets people to Jesus. I think we give up and quit way too soon. Like we pray for breakthrough. Here's the thing. We pray for breakthrough. Breakthrough only comes with dig through. We need people that will be willing to dig through some stuff. I need friends that will climb and dig. Here's what a works mentality is. I'm not talking about working to get something from Jesus. A works mentality is I work to get something from Jesus. A faith mentality is I work to get something to Jesus. Total different mindset. Like, do you know that the greatest battles in your life aren't going to be to get something from Jesus? They're going to be to get something to Jesus. That's why when we do altar time or when we have communion or we, we're saying, you know, raise your hands and worship or release things or, or let God have the burden, it, it's so hard to get it to Jesus. So often we hold it, we grab it, we hug it. We don't want to release it to Jesus. And I need people and you need people that can help you work through and dig through insecurity or fear or what ifs or reputations or all the things that we can carry that keep us from putting it to the feet of Jesus. And I've got to dig through and you've got to dig through. And I just think that these kind of friends will help us persevere when there's problems and we can get things to the feet of our God, that we would actually be those type of friends. That tent represents those types of friends out there. Amen. Come on. All two of you. Yes. Thank you. I just, I, and can I say this? Someone's healing, man, I feel like y'all are just staring at me today. Someone's healing is connected to your digging. Someone's life is connected. I know I'm gonna go extreme. This is silly, but it's real. Someone's life is connected to you saying yes to that tent. And I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. I'm not, I'm not trying to manipulate you to get you to go sign up for a group. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, like, I don't need, I, it's not about my life. I'm in a group. <laughs> but somebody's life is connected to you actually persevering through the inconvenience of signing up, persevering through the what if, persevering through the, ah, I don't know if anybody's going to know, because I don't know anyone. Ah, And I just think we've got to dig and climb in an hour where we need each other more than ever to persevere for each other when we can't do it on our own. Last thought, and I'm gonna pray for you. Rooftop relationships, rooftop friends share faith in a world of fear. They just share faith. It says that Jesus saw these guys' faith. Jesus didn't see the paralytic's faith. 
I know there's been times in my life when I can't climb and I can't dig and I can't walk and I have no faith. A lot of times we're just saying, just have faith, just have faith, just have faith. There's times we don't have faith. There's times I can't believe. There's times I can't get back up. And there's friends actually in my life that can say, you know what? I'm going to give you my faith. I'm going to share my expectation. I'm going to share my belief system. I'm going to share my tenacity. I'm going to share my faith with you. These rooftop friends will actually share some faith when there's, when there's fear in our life. Do you know how scared this dude must have been? Like, y'all going, y'all going to carry me to the roof? Y'all going to jail? We going to jail. And then they start digging. Come on, guys, quit playing. You're digging through this guy's roof. Come on, he's going to try. Who's going to pay for all this? I mean, the fear. You're going to drop me off the roof. We're not going to drop you. We got you. The fear that began to set into this man's life. He didn't even want to leave home probably. And now he's up on a roof two, a couple miles from the house with his buddies digging through somebody else's roof. The Bible says Jesus saw their faith. He also felt it. It was falling in on their faces. Chunks of the roof fell in on him. And he sees four guys looking through. <laughs> What's up? And Jesus is like, wow, look at those guys' faith. I just think there's this sharing of faith to each other. I was in middle school and uh, years ago, about, 15, about 12 years ago. I'm kidding. Uh, I was in middle school and um, I like golf. I play golf. And we, were, we go to this little place called uh, Crescent Hill Golf Course, and they had this little park to the side of the golf course, and it was where you could hit golf balls, just a little small chipping, pitching wedge. If you know about golf, it only goes about 100 yards, and so there was a parking lot right here, and, and there was a hedge of bushes, and then, and then you would hit golf balls out there, and all the cars would park here, and I was hitting golf balls out here with my buddy Richard, and we hit golf balls here. It's about 50 yards out, and for some reason, we were deciding, we had about 20 or 30 balls. Instead of just picking them all up, we were deciding just to chip them back real easy towards the parking lot where the bushes were. We need rooftop friends because we do stupid stuff. And, and, so, and so I hit one thin. It's called scolding. It's called, it's, there's it's a lot of terms for it. It's bad. <laughs> and I, I skull it and it goes like line drive about windshield height through the bushes. And I'm like, ah, and I hear, Tsh. and I'm standing here with my buddy Richard and he starts running. And this, and this man comes around the bushes, and I just point at Richard. <laughs> there was no faith in that friendship for him to stand there with me. He wasn't going to stand there with me. He let fear in. Come on. I took advantage of his fear and accused him even though it was my fault. Do you know Satan takes advantage of your fear and accuses you even though it's his fault? Do you know that when you get so fearful and you don't have anybody to stand with you and you begin to run and get to the ropes because no one's actually standing, you got to think you have to have faith on your own. Satan actually takes advantage of that fear in your life and accuses you to you, accuses you to each other, accuses you to God, accuses us and takes advantage of our fear. You know who came around the corner? My father. I hit his car. Man, we get so fearful when the father is the one right there carrying every one of our mistakes. He made me pay 200 bucks, but he didn't punish me. He, he taught me, right? But, but it wasn't like I was going to go to jail somebody. Many of you have your father on the scene and you're running in fear because there's no one to stand with you in faith. And I just think that we can borrow each other's faith 
in a world that has so much fear and Satan's accusing us of fear. And I, I want to I share faith with you and I want you to share faith with each other. And I think this guy, the only thing, and I'm going to close and pray for you, the only thing this guy had going for him was four friends. Was it? Somewhere along the line, he had invested in those four friends. Somewhere along the line, he decided that these friends meant something to him and somehow he invested in them and they showed up for him. Somehow, somehow they became an extension cord to his faith. They became this, this connection. You know, we have, we have fiber in this building. It's, it's, it's fast, it's fiber for our internet, but we weren't getting connection in the front kids area because, because we needed boosters and these boosters we put in back here to get the signal up there. Friendships are literally boosters in the kingdom. They're literally boosters to get the signal from God to you so that you can receive healing and, and wholeness and a pardon. And, and this, our faith, we need each other's faith more than we know. I need your faith. You need my faith. As I close today, I wanna to say this. This is why it's so important. This is why this message of connection is so important because everyone has a mat and everyone needs a friend. It's just simple. We all have areas of our life that we wanna cover and hide. We all have mats and issues that we don't want anybody to know about. And we all need some friends that will actually rally around us in our issues. The things that we think would separate us, we actually need some friends around us that say, you know what, I'll rally around that with you. The story goes on and Jesus says, your sins are forgiven and the Pharisees begin to get this religious debate. You can't forgive sins. And Jesus says, is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven or take up your mat and walk? so that you know that Son of Man has power to forgive sins on the earth. I say, take up your mat and walk. He took up his mat and walked and everyone was amazed. Do you know, you know when we get each other to the feet of Jesus, to the house of God, into, into pressing into, into worship, that there's a pardon. And listen to me, Jesus' pardon has an amazing way of healing our paralysis. Many of us have been paralyzed in areas or been deteriorated in areas. And Jesus says, come on, your sins are forgiven. The stigma's gone, the shame is gone, the guilt is gone. Come on, you're beating yourself up, you're in fear about what if, and is God mad? And no, 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 Jesus says your sins are forgiven. And the very thing, the guy took his mat up, Jesus said, take the mat. Remember when you had a cast in like grade school, middle school, and all your buddies signed it, and everybody put, and you wore it for like eight weeks, and it stunk like feet after like eight weeks, but you, you got it cut off, and then you saved it on your shelf, you know what I mean? You didn't throw it away. You, your parents like made you finally, but it's because you had all your friends' names on it. It, did, it wasn't a stigma anymore. It was a strength. Look what I came through. Look what that summer was. Look what happened. I couldn't swim, but you know what? Oh, my buddies, they signed it. It's like what you think is a stigma is a strength. What you think was a, a, an issue of sin now becomes a story of salvation. Carry your mat. Everyone's amazed. And how'd you go through that and come out carrying it so well? And I had some rooftop relationships, four buddies that helped me get to the feet of Jesus. I wanna pray you get out of your bubble today because we've all got a mat and we all need a friend. Would you just pray with me? Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that... Lord, we need encouragers in a world of critics. I need encouragers in my life. I wanna be an encourager. Let us be those type of friends that rally around issues and don't run from or divide or, or speculate about people's lives. Lord, help us to, to not just spectate and critique. Help us to get engaged and involved today. Lord, someone's healing is connected to our digging. Someone getting into, into your grace and into your presence, God, is dependent on us in a way. 
Lord, give us friends today. Lord, I pray that supernaturally that people would leave this little auditorium and get and, and really get out of a bubble in a new way. Those that feel like, you know what, no one's going to like me or no one's going no to care what I've been through or, I, 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 you know, I don't want any new friends. I got enough friends. All the different reasons and excuses. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would penetrate through those things and actually give us the faith uh, to, to, to step around fear and to get connected in a new way today because I believe there's healing engaged in that. I pray for anybody that maybe has a doubt or been hurt in a relationship. Like, you know what? I'm not going to get out of this bubble. This bubble's safe. Well, I pray you'd pop our bubbles today. Give people to us to encourage us. Give people to us to share faith with us when we have fear. Give, give people and friends to us to persevere when there's all types of problems we could face. People that won't quit on us, won't give up, won't walk away. Thank you, God, for those type of connect groups today, those type of relationships today. And if you're in this place, no one looking around, maybe, maybe you, you feel paralyzed and maybe you've never really given your life to Jesus. I'm talking about getting to the feet of Jesus. You felt like religion was kind of a work. You've got to do all this to, to be right with Jesus. No, 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 no. Jesus is just getting to his feet, just getting into his presence. Jesus just wants your life. That's it. You don't have to clean your life up, fix yourself. Maybe today you feel paralyzed in some areas just because you've been trying to do it all on your own. Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And all of a sudden, paralysis begins to leave. Shame begins to leave. Guilt begins to leave. If you've never given your life to Jesus, where he's actually the Lord and leader of your life, this morning's your day. No one's going to look around or embarrass you. I'm not going to stand you up or bring you forward. But if you're here, I want to give you an opportunity to say, you know what? Pray for me, Pastor. If you're online and you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity for that today. The Bible says this simply in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, if you would surrender your life to Jesus, just make him the leader of your life, you get a brand new, fresh start in God. If you're here, no one looking around, but if you need a fresh start in God this morning, you want me to pray for you, I'm gonna say a simple prayer here in a minute, but you know you need a fresh start with God. You're, you're ready to give your life to him. If that's you, I just wanna pray for you. Would you just put your hand up to me? Pastor, I need a fresh start this morning in God. I need God to be my savior and be my Lord. Anybody at all, just... If you're online, you can slip your hand up in the chat right there and let us know, hey, I need a fresh start in God. I'm gonna pray a simple prayer right now. There's no magic in the words. You just, just, it's, just, it's just a prayer of surrender. If you're watching online or you're in this room, come on, you didn't put your hand up maybe, but maybe you put your heart up right now. Just pray with me. Father, thank you for sending us your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for going to the mat for us on that cross. Thank you for deciding to to be crucified and torn to pieces. Thank you for what you did. It was so marvelous. It was so wonderful. Thank you for taking all of our sin and shame and mistakes and guilt and nailing it to a tree. And thank you for coming back to life, coming out of the grave to give me a brand new life, a brand new heart. I surrender to you today. Be my Lord and be my leader the rest of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Love y'all so much. Have an awesome, awesome week. Come on, get some rooftop relationships today. Thank you for listening to another Transformation Church sermon podcast. If you would like someone to pray with you, or if you would like some ministry materials, please email us at hello at transformationchurch.us.